That is fucking amazing. Hell yeah, dude. People don't realize it, but MSG, mm-hmm. it's the tits, man. And that whole MSG sensitivity? Nah. Go fuck yourself. No. If you can eat Doritos, then you can handle Chinese food. It has been proven that that it was propaganda against MSG so the solid guys could have their money. So fuck this MSG. It's going to make you sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to start the show with a deep MSG conspiracy. Hey, yeah. He's big deep, salt, man. Big salt. Fucking big salt trying to push the little guy over and make it. MSG's doing fine, James. I, I don't know. Why. Yeah, I'm sure what the Dow Chemical who makes it is, is probably not hurting at all. Yeah, you can readily buy it just at the grocery store. Until recently, I had a jar of it. Yeah, but it's good stuff. It's kind of like how we have aspartame. Mm-hmm. That thing that's known to be just like literal poison. Mm-hmm. But that's a tale for another time. Yes. Should we thing? Oh, we should definitely because thang. I, yes. Because there's a lot of thang to thang. Uh huh. Mm. So we should do the wild thing. Absolutely. Ah, funky cold Medina. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Vama. We talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Faff, and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Marino. I'm the other one of your hosts. Uh, this week, we are talking about the 2022 They Live in the Gray. Great Oogly Moogly. Uh, written and directed by the Vang brothers, being Abel and Burley Vang. Starring Michelle Krushek as Claire, Ken Kirby as Peter, J.R. Cassia as Giles, and Ellen Rowe as Audrey. Yes. James, (sighs) I would like to ask you the question that I ask you every single week and that you know is coming. Mm, Maybe. What did you think of They Live in the Grey? Oh, that's not an easy question to answer, but I will say this. Um, this is what the second movie that I've sat all the way through. And I couldn't tell you why I sat all the way through it, because quite frankly, the first hour, hour and 15 of this long movie was brutal emotionally to me. And I almost wanted to just clock out, but I was like, I'm, I'm this far in. I, I know this happens to me quite a few times. I'll hate a movie. And then the last 20 minutes, and again, not a whole lot happened and everything happened, and I ended up liking this movie. I will watch it again because there's about a billion things I probably didn't even notice, and there's about a whole bunch of connections that I want to make with thoughts that I had about themes in this movie. So, Well, I I would like to begin by saying, as somebody who... uh, would love to be making movies, like aspires to make movies mm-hmm. rather than doing what I do. Congratulations to these guys. Oh, fuck yeah. For getting this film made and distributed. Mm-hmm. I'm going to very much disagree with you and say this is one of the most mediocre pieces of art that I have ever seen. Mm. And it really bothers me because we've talked about bad art right. that I really enjoy. Right. And good art that I very much also enjoy. Mm-hmm. This, to me, is the pinnacle of not only mediocrity, but this movie's a trick. It it looks good. 
mm-hmm. in spots. So I, I think the tendency is to lean more toward, oh, this is really good. But I think when you look at the substance of the film and some of the filmmaking that they employed, I think it's very mediocre. I mm. think they're guys that know what to do with a camera, but saw movies like It Follows or Get Out or something that's very artful and said, well, we can fucking do that. Mm. We can fucking make one of those. Mm. Uh, and I've, I've brought evidence of that. Well, please do, because to me, again, I haven't seen a lot of the movies that you've seen. I, I couldn't tell you it was like It Follows or any of those because I have not seen them. I can only go against the ones that I've seen, which were very much, they were arty, but they were very much in a different genre. Because, you know, arty horror movies are new to me. So to me, everything I saw was new. And I liked, I liked a lot of choices that they made because they could have gone a million directions. I got a lot of things that I give this movie props for. So this will be fun. I can't wait. So, and I'm... For anyone listening, I'm sure more people than not have seen It Follows. I'm going to kind of use that as a basis, just because I think the camera work in that is, it, it looks artful, but it's also very effective. Mm-hmm. Because much like this film, It Follows has a lot of a still shots. Right. Where it's just a camera on a tripod sitting still. Mm-hmm. Now, what that movie is all about is a creature following you following uh, the main character, Jay. Mm-hmm. Now, what that movie has you doing is constantly scanning the frame to try and see if you can see the monster. Gotcha. And that's why the stillness is effective. Hmm. In oh. this, there is a lot of very, very still shots that I don't understand, like, that don't need to be. Like, it's like a lot the of refrigerator. Just, it's just like... Like yes. the rip and the... Uh, rip and the, What do they call those? The, the blind. Uh-huh. Because when she was sitting there, and it was a big shot, like you said, I kept expecting the rip to get bigger or something to happen there. And it, I was so focused on that, though, it made the next scene more effective to me. Because I was like, what, what the fuck's up with that? What is, what's going to happen with that blind? There's something's going to happen with that blind. That's some weird shit. Uh, whoa, fucking dude. What? You know? And there, there are more examples, but I, I clocked three specific things with the filmmaking. And it's clear that these guys know how to use a camera. They know how to make things look good. Oh, yeah, they did. But what I'm saying is that I think they tried to do this but didn't know why some of the shots in films like that are effective. Like in The Ritual, when a shot is like kind of off kilter, you mm. feel it. And you feel why. There are shots in this film that are kind of off, but then they don't do anything with it. Okay. My, the first example is uh, the first time that she, uh, Claire, visits the family. Mm-hmm. And they have that really like high shot where they're showing from almost like from the ceiling. And there's the door frame and the family eating dinner. Yes. And then it goes back to Claire from that weird high angle that mm-hmm. makes you feel it's almost off-putting. Yeah. Because they're almost centered directly in the middle of the frame, but it makes it feel like they're lower in the frame because of the yeah, door yeah, frame and everything yeah, yeah. else. It's an off-putting shot. It makes you feel uneasy. And knowing that this is a horror movie, obviously, you think, ooh, something really so unnerving is going to happen because it's an uncomfortable scene between a CPS agent and a right. family. Oh, yeah. While they're eating dinner. See, and I didn't notice a shot because I was so involved in that drama. 
See, my least, absolute least favorite genre of movies in general is drama because fuck feelings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I am so caught up in the themes of guilt, the themes of death, the themes of loss, the themes of all these things, and the themes of trauma and dealing with trauma. I'm locked into that, you know, and plus my wife being a social worker, I'm seeing a whole bunch of other shit too. And having dealt with CPS on both ends, I'm like, uh, oh, I, you know, and, and I'm clocking everything that they're doing. So I didn't notice that weird, their version of the Dutch angle. I didn't even see it. Yeah, it, it's from an off-putting angle and it does, it makes you feel weird. Like you're watching a conversation that you shouldn't hear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like a voyeuristic shot. But then they go right back into like normal filmmaking things, completely erasing the feeling that they gave you before. When it just goes back to regular, like face level or slightly uh, angular shots. Although you know, you, you, I would say that the angle built with some of the the emotional tension that was there, because you're you're building up now. You're seeing this whole uncomfortable situation play out, where nobody wants to say exactly what they need to say, and then he ha- then you know asking to go, he has to talk to the girl alone. It that uncomfortable. I was already feeling uncomfortable because of the emotions. And then that uncomfortable shot ratcheted up what I was feeling. So it worked but, for me, maybe. But I'm saying, but when you go back to filming people just from straight on, in the, like right after that, you didn't do anything with the tension that you just built from this uncomfortable scene. Oh, no, it's still hanging. Right, in the dialogue. But in the, like I said, this is just, I'm talking about the filmmaking for the shots. Oh, and I'm talking built, about the internal feeling from the filmmaking. Yeah, but they built this cool shot from above that looks really weird and it's uncomfortable to look yeah. at. And you're in an uncomfortable situation and it's the perfect mood for horror, but then they dissolve it. Mm-hmm. I would and say then, that there's the, the horror is uh, thin on the ground in this movie. Yes. Now, the other thing that I clocked as far as like, they're, they're not quite understanding what makes some of like the more long one shots or like creeping shots effective is when she goes back for the second time and she's like essentially ghost hunting in mm-hmm. the family's house. Yes. And it, they show a very, very long shot of her walking up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And when she reaches the top, nothing. It goes into another tracking shot where they track her from behind. Gotcha. Where she, and this is where she meets the woman with the spindle for the first time. Right. Now, in that tracking shot, what they should have done, in my opinion anyway, is follow her all the way to that doorway. But instead, it follows her and then just stops. Mm. And we watch her continue to walk. But nothing comes out and like grabs her. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. It's like they just stop the camera for no good reason. And they cut their own tension. Mm. Again, this is just all stuff that I saw and went like, Guys, it looks fine, but you're not quite understanding what made these movies. Well, actually, you know, this is I, its kind of a point I was making the other day. Um, I don't have all those thoughts while I'm watching the movie. I'm, I'm internalizing a lot of the movies so that I can be there. You know what I mean? So I feel like the things that you're mentioning may have taken you out of the film but pushed me further deep in the film because it that the the weird shots and tension i am at no no time sure what's going to happen next even if something does or doesn't happen i'm always on edge because that shot brought me to okay what wow oh shit you know spindle oh you know 
So it worked for me because I wasn't analyzing it that way. I was analyzing for themes and emotion. I was analyzing, you know, in my head, I was running through, you know, these are all recurring themes. These are all things that tie together. What, what, where did the term come from? How does it apply to each person? How does it apply? You know, in, in my head, I'm doing all this, so I don't even notice any of the filmmaking things. Because the, the movie got me. It, it just sucked me in, so. And the, one of the ones that, uh, the last one that I ha- really have flagged is being, like, them not quite understanding what makes uh, the, the sequence need a cool shot, I guess. Okay. Is, do you remember, there's one where they're pulling in slowly on, like, a globed mirror? Yeah. That's on a wall, and it's got, like, a lined border mm-hmm. around it? Yes. It kind of looks like a, like the security cameras uh, in stores. It's like a, the half a bubble, but it's a mirror. Just yeah. a decorative thing. And they do a slow pull in on it. Mm-hmm. Which would be fine if they were having, like, because it's Claire and Audrey, mm-hmm. the CPS worker and the mother, having a conversation but it's not like a dramatic conversation. There's no reason to put a shot like that gotcha. to the conversation that they were having. Like they're, it, it's just a lot of the shots in this, it seems misplaced. Like they know what they're doing, but they either stopped in the middle of it or just kind of didn't get why in some of these artful films that like, yeah. yeah, you pull in at this moment because that's what ratchets up the tension. Well, and we, we've mentioned similar things like this. It's excusable in some movies because of, the general insanity. This movie didn't run up like that. No. It did not run up that at all. So that is the, I noticed that too, but that was my, that was one of my few gripes about this movie. You know, again, because the dialogue and the history of the people and, and the actual acting, you know, the actors bringing things, even, even the actors who played the ghosts, I'm like, for fuck me running, they, there's something there. I don't know if they all did method or, I see, or what. I think uh, the actress playing Claire, the, uh, the main character, mm-hmm. she the, she was one of the big saving graces of this film. Well, they, they said when casting her, um, they had no one else in mind. Zero people. And they had problems with funding with some of the studios because they didn't know if that could pull the movie. And they waited. They they championed the fact that she needed to be in this film, and it shows why she needed to be in this film. She's she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think with uh, the, <clears throat> one of the I guess we'll go into just the the film in general, and not just shots that I didn't care for. Fair enough. I think she made a lot out of not being given a lot. Well. <clears throat> I, I the story of this film I really don't like, but I think she carries a lot of it with her use of facial expressions. Absolutely, because I think a lot of the substance of this film just isn't there. Mm. See, again, I got so caught up in the themes that they're intimating. You know, when they go back and show the shots, and then they come back and they revisit the spaces. You know, the all all that stuff hit me. And so because of that, I, again, I stopped analyzing. I'm like, oh, oh wait, oh, shit, what else is going to happen? You know, she was living like Lemony Snicket. When, what the fuck else is going to happen to her? You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, well, she finally discovers a ghost and then she loses her fucking job and uh, just every fucking thing that could happen to her. Should we go through like a plot synopsis? We never did any of that. Oh, yeah, we should probably. And Listen, by we, we, I mean you. Oh, um, a, 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 uh, a suicidal CPS caseworker who uh, recently perhaps 
within the past few years had lost a child. Yes. Uh, is also Haley Joel Osment from Sixth Sense. What? She sees ghosts. Oh, I, I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> that's one of the things that I think... Uh, I, that's the best I can do as far as a plot description. No, that's that's pretty... That's it. But, man, the lack of originality in this film is one thing that super-duper bothered me. Well, see, I, I like the what they did with the ghosts. They didn't portray them as ethereal. They didn't play... They were a presence. And, again, the acting from the ghosts... That I felt like there was just, like... You could see the story in their face. So, I guess I'm confused. She just sees all the ghosts, and they just consistently beat the shit out of her? Yeah, I don't understand that either. <laughs> this is one of the things with this movie. Like, man, this is incredibly mediocre because, like, okay, the unexplained is fine in a horror film. Mm -hmm. But, like, okay explain the ghosts a little like she just sees random ghosts and i thought to begin with that they had had some sort of connection to her mm -hmm. like in life or right. that she could see somebody who recently passed or something or like nope. something like that but there's no explanation well to me for I, any of these ghosts whatsoever and that really bothers me well the idea that ghosts inhabit wherever space that they're stuck in she goes into these spaces so it's to me it was absolutely logical the, the ghosts are stuck there and she walks into a place and can't see them well boy how does she saw them but they're very inconsequential they kind of don't matter only the one ghost mattered yes but it, it's been shown time and time again that ghosts can affect the living so it kind of does matter depending i guess so she's just Frank Bannister. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. Or Haley Joel Osment from Sixth Sense. So I, she just sees all the ghosts and occasionally they just beat the living Christ out of her. Yeah. And, and the only thing that I could say is if they've opened this up and it feel, felt like they've opened this up for more than one, I hope they just go batshit loopy on the next one. Just like dark man the fuck out of it. Just. Town to okay. town, seeing ghosts and solving crimes and shit. Here's my thing. If it was a little wackier, if there had been some comedy element, I could have forgiven any mm -hmm. of that. Now, the seriousness with which this film is played, mm -hmm. a woman who's just periodically getting the living shit kicked out of her by random ghosts for, she's conservatively, what, 30? Yeah. For 30 years. No way is this woman holding down a job or having a life. Hmm. Not a goddamn chance. She no. is going to be in a sanitarium. Well, they did open the movie with her trying to hang herself. <laughs> that was a very good cold open. I will give them that. That, that fucking got me, too. Holy huh? shit. I'm like, what's going to... Oh, shit. Who is that? Boom. Why are they hanging? Fuck me running. That looked real. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, a little side note. Um, the parents of the Vang brothers, all the clothes that... Um, Claire? Claire wore were his mother's out of his mom's closet. And they both, his mom came on set to cook for the cast and crew. And his dad, their dad actually um, built the banister that fell. He came on set and did it. I'm sure he pissed off a bunch of union motherfuckers too. And see, things like that are why I, I feel bad having a negative reaction because I can tell that these guys really tried, mm -hmm. but still there are glaring holes in this story that 
very much get me. Oh, I, I know what it is, though. I figured this out. We Every movie that we've seen, a horror movie that we've seen with a dramatic, dramatic element has been out of its fucking mind. The Wheatleys, the, you know, like, the, so this is the first straight up drama drama with horror. Personal and shopper. I, okay, the second one. They did it right. No, yeah. I think this one did it right too. It's just a different milieu. I, I think you just didn't like the themes. And so you're not willing to forgive anything, but if you liked the themes or you thought it was even interesting to you personally. The, I, I felt like it had been originally written as a drama. They didn't have enough there, and so they just put some horror Band-Aids on it. I think you're right. Because, I mean... The, Although, didn't they make a horror movie before this? Uh, yes, I believe. I have not seen it. It it doesn't look good. No, I'm just saying that they <laughs> yes. had made a horror movie before, yes, so it's not... I don't know if that was their movie or if it was just a movie that they were tasked to make. However, the, I mean, I, I haven't seen Bedeviled, so I'm not going to say anything no. about it. But In my uh, head, I heard Bedazzled, and I'm like, oh yeah, watch that again. <laughs> the Elizabeth Hurley movie. Fuck yeah. We just talked about her, too. We sure did. That's the mm. second time she's come up today. Absolutely. You know, she's the reason that I have a hard time watching the first Austin Powers. Because for some reason, women with British accents, like, the way it hits my ear really irritates me. Really? And, like, I feel bad about it, but I also can't lie and be like, no, I'm fine with it, and just grit my teeth down to a nub <laughs> when hearing it. So I just, I choose to avoid British women speaking. I got you. So you're saying British women should be seen and not heard? No, I'm <laughs> saying that I avoid seeing them as well. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad about it. I don't it's, think there's any good way to say that either. No, I, no. I, me either. For some reason, Australian, fine. Doesn't bother me. But straight up British, whew. Yeah, it's, Australia is like the Midwest of all the English accents. It's all fucking vowels and, and, and just odd pronunciations and shit. Love it. And they're just a race of maniacs. Fuck yeah. I guess they're not a race. But actually, you know what? Fuck it. Australians are a different race than everyone else. <laughs> just because they're insane. They don't run around and go America. They go, Australia. Yeah, that was but, funnier in my head. I shouldn't have said it out loud, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> you tried, though. I, I gave it a shot. Yeah, well, hey, man. I even committed to that motherfucker, too. <laughs> hey, I mean, even the, the pros miss a shot every now and again. Yeah, I'd like to make a shot, though. Uh, I wouldn't hold your breath. I'm not gonna. I, ooh, you should. Mm. Do it. We'll see how long you... <laughs> no. God, you just wheezed trying to breathe in. Anyway, um, back to this film, though. Like, I get that, you know, it's a, a mother that's distraught and suicidal over the death of her son, which I have some gigantic problems with, which I'm sure we will get to. And it's her... Uh, detaching from the world and from her husband or boyfriend. I don't know if it's ever made clear if they're married. It doesn't matter. But then she also sees ghosts. Like, I, I, all right, guys, hmm. cool it. Just write a drama. Just write yeah, a but drama. The, the medication kept her from seeing ghosts. What medication? What is this mysterious medication? I don't know. Um, it's called... That's my, one of my other big problems with the movies like this. It's I, called I, Hand Wavium. I, I know, but I don't like a weird like anti-drug message in a movie, especially like mental health medication. I don't care for that. Yeah, I, I, I had problems with the message because it's either it helps or it doesn't. Yes. And it does help, 
but it doesn't, so they don't have an opinion on it. They're showing two opposite ends of this. Yeah, they're trying to same sides it, but why add it at all if you're going to do that? Because I guess the reason that her son died is because she too, took too much of her medication and mm-hmm. passed out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's the big problem I have with when that comes out. It, it's in an argument between her and her estranged husband. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, yeah, Claire, why do you take that medication? Or why do you take those drugs? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you are with someone in that intimate of a relationship, they know the medications that you take. Mm-hmm. If not only because you're living with someone and you're sharing a life with them, but also because if something happens, they need to know what to be able to tell people. I got a list because I don't remember any of the shit my wife takes. Oh, my God. But if you had to, I'm sure you could. Yeah, I could run but, and get my list. But the fact that this guy has no idea why. He knows she's taking them. Mm-hmm. Has this never come up previously? Yeah, well, and plus she doesn't want to sit down and go, well, honey, it's because um, it keeps me from seeing ghosts. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, this is something I would keep to my fucking self. Or you would realize that that is a deep psychological problem that you're seeing ghosts. And if you're taking this medication, you would say, I see what I assume to be dead people Mm. when I don't take this. Yeah, but everything about this person just screams trauma response. Now, here's the other big problem I have with the death of her child. Mm -hmm. So, how did her child die? He Hit and run, I thought. Okay. She apparently took too much of these drugs and passed out and didn't pick him up from school. So he walked home, yeah. So he walked. Now, she says it was a hit and run. They found him in a field three days later. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's not how hit and runs work. You wouldn't find a body in a field. That's a murder if they dragged it into a field. Well, or the car hit him and was like, fuck. Then my head is like, oh, the the kid got hit and so they dragged him in the field because they didn't want to get busted. Well, again, that's not a hit and run then. That is a murder because you... Uh, well, it's a vehicular manslaughter. That's yes. what a hit and run is. Okay. But to frame it as it being a hit and run and his body was... Dra- they could have mentioned that, but bodies do not just get hit in fields. Anyways, no school on the face of this earth is going to let a CPS caseworker's child who is, what, seven years old walk home that where their home is not like hey it's within seeing distance ah uh, see i don't know how that works anymore the mechanics of it don't make any sense james fair enough i had to walk the fuck home i don't know in 1956 when you went to school mm-hmm. i'm sure that was fine shut up bula bula however <laughs> the entirety of this story doesn't make any goddamn sense but It might because I I have a thing for the end here. Okay. Now, the other thing, this family. Which family? Because they're all fucked. (laughs) The the family with the little girl who's being abused. Audrey's parents, yes. Yes. The fuck's going on here? I don't know. uh, Captain Douchebag and uh, Madam Narcissism? So, it... Uh, Sophie, the little girl, explains to her caseworker that her dad slept with other women mm-hmm. when her mother was having her. Yeah, now that came out of the blue. I'll have to give you that. I'm like, 
okay, there was no hints before that. Why is oh Expo Dump? Yep. But that was the only one I noticed to me in the movie is that was that one Expo Dump. I was like, oh. And uh, things progress, and Sophie's bruises never go away. Right. And she is taken away from her, or the uh, uh, it's fi- the case is filed, and they've gotten a letter saying that they're going to come take Sophie away from the parents. Mm-hmm. Now, those parents are in the clear, right? Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way the state is taking their children. Nope. No. No. Because all they have to do is tell a judge or whoever, yeah, our CPS caseworker has been hanging out at our house ghost hunting. Yep. And not only that, but if they lawyer up. Absolutely. Because they got a couple bucks. I'm sure they could hire a decent lawyer. Yes. What I'm saying is that the story is ludicrous. Well, again, much like a few other movies where I've made some, you know, I... I didn't even have to do mental gymnastics. I was just enjoying it. Again, when you're talking about the way they film, for some reason, it just struck me in a happy spot. I like the way they filmed it. It made me happy as far as just the way it looked. And the, the other movie that I said, I, I would just watch them film anything because I like the way they filmed it. That was part of the reason I like this movie is because I just, the visual structuring of the movie hits a really neat spot in my head so because of that and because i was again locked up in the drama i made a, a ton of i don't give a fuck that that might be stupid but i love this movie you and know see, that's what i i have that feeling and i've talked about it a lot of times before but about mike flanagan's hill house mm-hmm. because it's it's dark and it looks good yeah. and it's emotional and it grabs you by the nuts. But if you really pay attention to like the content of it, mm-hmm. the story is dog shit and it pulls me out of this film immediately when all this starts happening and you go like, wait a minute. So now she's just on the side ghost hunting for these people. And you know, you're, you're making an interesting point. Now I'm going to be watching this movie again because I've watched a couple of the ones we've watched before again. And I enjoyed them as much as the first time. But now that you've mentioned these things, I want to see if it's just me being happy with just the visuals and making excuses for the movie because I like it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So upon rewatching, I can actually see what you're saying. Right now, I'm just like, what the f- so it's fucking cool, you know? Right. And uh, that, along with some uh, real shaky dialogue, like in the beginning when... Uh uh, Claire is in the courtroom and they're taking uh, custody and visitation rights away from uh, this woman. <coughs> and the judge is saying, you know, based on your recommendations, uh, Mrs. Yang, you know, we, we've decided to take all these away. And she speaks up and says, I wouldn't want to take away visitation. It's only going to inhibit her progress. <coughs> she works three part-time jobs. And I, I the judge says, well, are you recanting any of the statements that you've made here today? And she says, no, I'm absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying this as a part of the CPS. I'm saying it as a mother. <laughs> now, I, I almost shifted the earth off of its axis with how hard I rolled my eyes at that. See, <laughs> I didn't know as a mother, but in my head, because I've seen a bunch of CPS cases... I've seen things like that happen where 
the opposing the opposing attorney will go, okay, yeah, we're busting them, but hey, that's a little harsh. Why don't we pull back on that because we want the family to stay together? I've seen that happen. So in my head, I didn't hear as a mother. I'm like, okay, I've seen that shit before. It, it was just that there's some there's a few other times, and I didn't write down any specifics, but there's a few other times where it's just such cliche, nonsensical garbage mm-hmm. that I look at it and go, okay, it looks nice. This movie's a trick because that was bullshit. <laughs> This scene with her laying on the floor with the wine. Oh, yeah. Come on, guys. Hmm. But, okay. It takes forever, and it's a scene of her just laying on the floor, tipping over a bottle of wine, and it spilling onto the floor. Mm-hmm. But just because the camera is set in one spot and it watches everything drizzle out, that doesn't make it artful. It doesn't make it mindful. That looked cool as fuck, though. No, it didn't. It was just wine pouring out of a bottle. I know. I like the way it looked. One of the other things that I really didn't appreciate is uh, them just, uh, for no reason, punishing the audience. There's no reason that we needed to see the scene where uh, her and her husband were picking out the casket for their child. It lent nothing to the story except for to just be punishing emotionally. Well, and again, remember I told you this, for me, this was like, the like uh, the emotional version of the raid. Instead of ass kicking, it kicks your ass with emotions. But I didn't know because I don't traditionally watch dramas because of that. Because once I open those floodgates, you know, trauma response, memory, all that stuff, I lock in. I just that's all I can see. That's all I you know. So it, it's it's different. Again, it's difficult for me to pull back. And I forget what I was gonna say. And say, and there's another, like a couple other shots that really bothered me. Uh, any of the close-ups of the old woman ghosts, mm-hmm. like when uh, there's the shot that actually it looks cool. It's like from under a chair, and it's Claire and her son, and he's sitting by a big teddy bear, mm-hmm. and she goes to get her keys because they're going to get tacos, mm-hmm. and it shows her just freeze in terror, and there was just an old lady sitting on the couch behind her son. Mm-hmm. That would have been fine. They could have left it at that. We didn't need the close-up of her face and going at us. Like, guys, that's... That unsettled the fuck out of me, actually. I said, But it's been done. It's been done so many times, and that's why... That's why I love being a new horror fan. It... No, can you imagine watching, being able to watch a bunch of movies for the first time with absolutely nothing in your head about them? I'm doing that now. So, I, so it could have been done to death, but I'm fucking enjoying it because the first time I've seen that shit. Right. And the, oh, the one ghost that really bothered me, too, is when she's in the hospital. The, <laughs> the ghost Ada, who's talking uh-huh. about when her husband killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. That entire scene, I didn't need any of that because it's them talking about, like, there are certain things that happen in your life that you just can't get over mm-hmm. and how you need to, which I guess is a fine message, but it seemed really crammed in with a scene that didn't need to be there. It could have been placed anywhere else, and this movie could have not been two hours long. Yeah. I, I enjoyed all two hours of it, and I stand by it right now until I watch it again. We might, I might sit there next week and go, fuck, you were right, or I might have more arguments for you. So I, I do want to talk about some of the things that I really did like. About I was going to ask. Though. I was going to, you know, we've talked about shit you don't like. Well, well of course. I, I'm just trying to be objective and saying that, like, it's a thing that really bothers me about a lot of these movies that come out that, like, really, like, 
they look very sleek and polished. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Ari Aster, Hereditary, and Midsummer come to mind. They mm-hmm. look technically good, but when you get down into the stories, like and really pay attention to what's happening and not just the visuals that look nice, mm-hmm. it's kind of dog shit, and it really bothers me. Okay, but again, this this being their second film, and you know, obviously now hearing that they had trouble with funding and everything else. They did a lot of things that were very, very good. Mm-hmm. The sequence that I was talking about with the very high shot, the first time that she meets the family yeah, with uh, Sophie when she's sitting at the table and she's got her palms down on the table and the pools of blood start pouring out of her wrists. Yes. Fuck, is that a good shot? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a bunch of good shots in this movie. Well, go, because I've been ranting. No, no. I, <laughs> I, well, see, for me... What I again, I like a lot of the choices that the actors made in this movie. I really like. I I just like the way that they would. You you said she expressed a lot with their face. Well, all these actors seem to be emoting more than what the words are conveying. So I want to know, were the ghosts given backstories to inhabit while they were doing it? Because they seem to have really inhabited that, and I was really knocked out by that. And so the scenes with the ghosts. Even if they didn't need to be there, I'm fascinated because I want to see if I can get more of the backstory from what they're doing, their physicality. And that, that grabbed me. And I, again, I loved the choice that they made them corporal, their, their actual physical things. And I, I've never seen that before. And I also like the fact that they didn't lay out any ground rules for ghosts. They didn't need to and they didn't explain it. And I loved that because... Now I'm not sitting there looking for the cracks in the armor. I'm not playing the game. Like you were talking about looking for shit in the shot. You know, I'm not looking for, you know, I'm just being there for whatever emotional, you know, emotional is coming out of the, the actors on the screen. Because all the ghosts, I believe, initiate contact. It's never, I don't think there's ever a ghost where she just kind of sees it. That is correct. Yeah. Like, the very first ghost at the table with the neck wound, Mm -hmm. he's very much just at the table yelling at her immediately. Right. But that's the thing that I didn't... But none of the ghosts ever saw her as her. That's, again, what I didn't understand, because the first few, I thought maybe that was part of why she was kind of so fucked up, was that she had seen these different horrific things, and these were visions or ghosts from her past who had not obviously been laid to rest. Uh, hmm. But instead, they were just randos? Again, the ghosts that inhabit the spaces that she goes to. Right. So it's not, for me, the idea of a ghost, I don't believe in them, but the idea of a ghost being part of whatever building you're in seems to be a tradition. Right, but she sees them outside of, like, because she sees two different ghosts at her house. Yeah, but those are dreams. She wakes up. Whoa, shit. So, but they still left physical marks. I thought those physical marks were from the ghost before. I didn't think the dreams affected her. I thought those ones were just, oh, shit, that's fucked up. Well, she had the marks on her arm from the guy with the neck wound because he grabs her on the wrist. Right, but that she was downstairs and that, I think, or she was at the place where that ghost was, though. That was in her home. Right. Yeah, and then there's the guy that was rooting or asking for food. Mm-hmm. He also beats the living shit out of her. 
Yes, I forgot about that one. That movie is long, and I only have this yeah, much yeah, memory. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, I would have liked if they, it would have deepened her character if she had, in fact, seen a lot of these gnarly things that no one should see. Mm-hmm. And these were the ghosts of her past, making it a little bit more personal mm. instead of just pulling random ghosts out of the ether. That uh, see, that had no effect on the story, other than that they were bothering her mm. tremendously. But she could take pills to get rid of the. Again, I don't want to dwell on it too much because the, the well, you did notice cool. that the ghost. The only thing I've noticed that the ghosts could only see her as her once whatever story that they were reliving and reliving were played out, and that that to me it, it signified that she was the respite. Oh shit, I am in a sloop. Remember when we watch a movie where the people are in a loop? That's the one time they can get out of that thing where they're, they're, you're reliving their past. They're stuck in the moment, they're stuck in the thing. And so she offers the respite when that loop plays, they can finally see her a little bit. That's why the other ghost is able to affect her outside of that, that death loop. That's what I saw. So. Uh, the, I guess the, the main ghost, the one ghost that really matters, the lady running the spindle. Yeah. Spindle, uh, spindle. I, I do like that they never gave us the complete story of what happened. That's where I do like the unknown. Mm-hmm. It, they give us a glimpse that she killed a man, possibly two. There were two dead bodies there, but it seemed like one was a, a child. One or, was a child. It looked yeah. about 11. The kid looked about 11. Yeah, because the movie opens with a... Right, the shot of the statue. It's the very first shot. The, right, uh, patron saint of whatever. But I like how child. the entire play because we we see exactly what happens through all of, at like at near the end of the movie. We see exactly what happened and why she's protecting Claire and protecting the girl. Yeah, but what I'm saying, as far as like the previous murder and why the ghost is there, we're never given a long story about why those murders happened. And I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that we don't need to know why. We just right. need to know that it happened. Though That is good filmmaking instinct, that mm-hmm. they didn't take an aside and go, all right, well, here's what happened with this, where they find like some lore in the walls or in the house. Yeah. Or something. That's good restraint, because that's an obvious way to go. And I really like just saying, like, no, this is what happened. Fuck you. You mm-hmm. don't need to know. Because it, it makes it so that we know as much as the characters do. Right. And, and again, that's what I, I'd mentioned earlier. That, that's what I liked about not explaining the ghosts, the, the making them different from what I've seen. Now, that, that effect may have been done in, again, like you said, six other movies. I'd never seen ghosts as people people before. You know what I mean? So I have a question. Why then does our main ghost ghost stab Claire in the head? Again, I don't know. Because there's no way that she could possibly see her as a threat at or that point. maybe, hey, fucking pay attention. Pat. Right. Or that was part of, I think, again, she got stuck in the, sometimes she seems to be in that loop where she is reliving the event. And sometimes she's contacting Claire. When Claire was stabbed in the head, she was reliving that loop because she was stabbing her husband that seemed to intimated that killed the kid, so she killed the husband. So when she went up and stabbed Claire, it was she wasn't stabbing Claire. She was stabbing her husband in that loop. And when she was affecting Claire, it was outside of that milieu. So well, that made sense to me. I say, but I mean, I could have used that for one or two of the other ghosts then because it makes it seem very inconsistent within the film. Mm. Yeah, but that's all I needed to know. 
I like I, I like being left wondering about the other ghosts and the one I absolutely needed to do. They fucking explained it to me enough so that I can go, oh, good. You know, so I feel like I, I got one and the other ones are left in my head. I'm like, oh, I wonder what was the deal with the, the police woman? What was the deal with the I wonder what they're you know, I wonder what they left behind. Why are they stuck? And and I and for me, it was like extra clues. I'm like, I'm looking for a clues of what happened. And and especially when they were reshowing certain parts of the events that she saw and then i'm like oh i wonder it, i was hoping that all of these the one thing that that did let me down and you kind of mentioned too about having all these ghosts i was hoping that that, that each lesson a go each lesson or a ghost would teach a lesson of some sort instead of just data instead yeah. of just being inconsequential the, and not mattering right i wanted to be an overall arc like okay this that, policeman um, did this to this person, but this person didn't know, yet they're all stuck. I don't you ever see movie Fort Apache, The Bronx? No. Uh, well, there's a bunch of stuff that happens in there that nobody knows about, but affects everybody. And I thought that, I was hoping that that would be a, a story, a backstory with there. It, that didn't happen, but I still enjoyed trying to piece it together so much that it didn't matter to me. But yeah, I was, I was hoping there was going to be some kind of cool tie-in. So this all culminates in the spindle lady coming to get Claire in her closet bedroom because she sleeps in the closet because she's constantly afraid. Oh, huh? And this is where I feel that. we find out that Audrey, the mother, has a gun on the father mm-hmm. right in front of her, and the ghost came to get Claire to go protect Sophie. Audrey, or Sophia. So, <laughs> this ending... Oh. The oof, that was tense. I guess I kind of chuckled. I don't think Aud- the Ca- Audrey character was the strongest actress to give a a final scene like this. Yeah. To. However, um, Claire just shows up out of the blue, mm-hmm. and uh, Audrey is going to kill Sophie because it's the only thing that her husband loves. Mm-hmm. Because she's so sick of living a lie and not having control over her own life. It's a, it's a big theme throughout the film right. of her sinking further into depression. And we find out that the reason that the ghost has gotten her is because, gotten Claire, is that the mother has, in fact, been co- consistently beating her daughter. On the rag. Admits to it and is now going to kill Sophie. Yep. So Claire wrestles the gun away from her. Uh, Piers, the father, is shot right in the eyeball, or right below the eyeball. Yeah, right, it, right in the occipital, right in the cheekbone. It looks good. Oh, it was fucking beautiful. It looks real good. I will say that the violent scenes in here, like the ones where they show whatever, good. Yes. Real good. And uh, there's a, 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 a tussle, and oh, yeah. Audrey falls down the stairs. Yes, but I will tell you that the the tussle that was the for me the only laughable part of that because I well James yes I would like to remind you hmm. of the line that Audrey says in the middle of all this. Okay. What the fuck are you doing here? I was done with you. All I needed you to do is get rid of that fucking ghost. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was perfect. So, again, there's another added weird wrinkle where she knew she was using this CPS worker as a ghost hunter. Fuck yeah. It was like... It doesn't make any goddamn sense. 
So it was a happy accident, you know? I just can't get over the fact that they used the CPS worker as a ghost hunter. Well, I think it was intentional. It's like, oh, my, she thinks she sees ghosts. We got a ghost. Fuck it. Let's pin it on her. That's how my brain went. No. Not as some overarching conspiracy theory. It's like, oh, fuck. Well, she sees ghosts. Let her see this one. That being said, yeah. this film ends with like an interview with a family. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a man and a woman. Saying, ever since mom passed, mm-hmm. we've had trouble with this house. Everybody duck wide. Tone shift. Because Claire explains everything to her husband, and they decide to go in business as the Warrens. Instead of committing her like any rational human being would. Yes, you see ghosts, honey. Okay. Oh, those bruises were from the ghost? Okay. So... This is what makes me madder than anything else that I've complained about in this film. Oh, shit, there's more. This movie is the origin story of a grifter, essentially. Yeah. This is the story that she tells to lend herself credibility in her ghost hunting and grifting desperate people out of money. This is the origin story of the Warrens. I still want to see that movie. I fucking hate this bullshit, James. That's okay. I'm still enjoying it, and I'm going to ride my enjoyment. And for once, for once, Chris, you didn't pull me to your side. Because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I enjoyed the shit out of it. For the two fucking hours that I watched it, usually I complain and tell you, fuck you for making me watch this long-ass boring piece of shit. You think it's a piece of shit, and I enjoyed the fuck this out of it. This entire film is a setup for a, an elaborate lie that she can tell to grift people out of money. In, in my head. God damn it. <laughs> in my head, it was going to set up a whole bunch of lighthearted ghost romps where they solve crimes like Scooby-Doo and shit. I would watch the shit out of that. I know, and I'm hoping that's what they do. But with the tone of this film, I don't see that coming. Well, again, the when you talk about the end interview, that was, again, a jarring tone shift. I was like, I thought it was going to be more somber. Remember how the tone of the entire movie was fucking oppressive. It fucking weighed on you. Uh-huh. And this was almost like a lighthearted hee-hee. And I'm yeah, just like... Everything's going to be fine. They're going to start bilking people out of their money when they lose a loved one. And let's think about it this way. Ghosts she can see ghosts as long as she doesn't take this medicine. Yeah, that's not a fucking sick person at all. <laughs> or, Fuck. conversely, if ghosts exist and she can see them and they regularly beat the living fuck out of her, what the fuck kind of adventure life is that going to be? Hey, honey, let's go find another ghost and let you get the shit knocked out of you. Remember that time you were in the hospital? From the ghost? Good times, huh? Let's keep doing that. Mm-mm. Nope. Right, but all that is being presented is real. Yeah. And it bothers me. Hmm. See, I, I accepted the positive, rea- uh, positive reality that it was real. And I loved it for that. I hate the way that you're staring me dead in the eyes. Hey, I'm medicated, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm paying attention and shit. I, I, I don't like when you're medicated because I can't scramble your brains. You're pretty steadfast in your opinions when you're medicated and I can't sway you and it's bothering me. Well, I will say this, and I will, I will grant you this. I'm going to give it another watch, and I'm going to pay attention because now I have seen it, and I've enjoyed it for what it was, and now I can go back and analyze it a little bit more, and I might see what you see. So I'll give you an honest, a more honest opinion after I've watched it again. 
We'll never talk about this again. Oh, I bring shit up and you're like, fuck, we're done with that shit. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Look, we did that shit last week. I don't want it to rent any more of my brain space. Fuck you, James. <laughs> okay, sorry, Chris. <laughs> so overall, would you recommend that people pay for Shudder to watch this film? Well, I think they should pay for Shudder because they got a lot of shit on there. Uh, yeah, yeah, Shudder's amazing. We love you, Shudder. Shudder's the business. Hell yeah. But- Sh- shout out to Shudder. <laughs> <laughs> the people who are definitely not giving us money to do that. Yeah, they we have never even been even a blip anywhere near their radar. No. No. Certainly not. No. All six of our listeners. They have better things going on than Absolutely. They probably they they're probably more interested in people who write blurbs on their comments on the movies than us. So But again, I, I I'm Would not I recommend making... this movie? Actually I would. As I've seen the movie, because again, we oftentimes watch completely different movies so based on how much i enjoyed it i would recommend it next week i might not i uh like i said i just i think this is uh, very mediocre i think it's very right down the middle it's stuff that has been done and we've seen before but they put some polish on it and made it look nice Hmm. And some of the editing, I think, is a little wonky. But, again, that's... What are you going to do? Well, see... Good and, job, guys. You made a movie. I didn't. And I've noticed something, uh, kind of a theme when we talk about movies. Because you you know more about the technical aspects of the movie and how they're <laughs> shot. <laughs> nope. Sure don't. I know zero. You know something. So, you, you know more. Like, you can tell me that, hey, this scene is different because of this. I couldn't see that. But... Because I hang, I've hung out my entire life with writers and actors, I see, I see more of that in a movie. So it's kind of an interesting dichotomy. Yeah, and just like I said, man, the, the inconsistencies in the story really burn it for me mm-hmm. on this one. It's, it looks great. There are shots that are fucking wonderful. It's aesthetically pleasing most of the time. But the story falls apart, and when that happens for me, I can't. It really loses me, and then I start to pick at it, and then I start to pick away at all the things that I really don't like about it. See, this movie hit me like a cheerleader hit a frat boy. I'm just like, okay, it's pretty. So, James, do we have anything to plug? It is pretty. I'm going to look at it some more. Thank you. No. What have we got to plug? Uh, We We still have our Facebook group that you can come join. I don't know why you would, but but it's there. Hey, talk shit. Sometimes I talk shit back. Yeah, mm. uh, you can follow us again on our Instagram page. We have that. When's the last time you checked a grum? I update it every single time we put out an episode. Oh, cool beans. I sure do. Because I don't know shit about Instagram because I'm old. Yeah, that's literally all I use it for. Fair enough. Because what else am I going to put? Me and James are still doing nothing. Yep, hey. I'm doing, hey. We're doing the fuck out of nothing, though. Hey, here's me sitting. Ooh. Wow. It's fucking exhilarating. Amazing. Okay. I think we're done here. <laughs> um, goodbye, Good everybody. Mm-hmm. I really hated that Vincent Price thing. Because <laughs> it was fucking jarring, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. What was it? Oh, the Vanilla Price. Vanilla Price. And they pegged it too. Goddamn Rob Van Winkle with Vincent Price's piercing blue eye. Uh, and, they, and they gave him that big old chin too. I was like, 
That, that threw me. <laughs> and I had to post it. I, I, I really appreciate that Vincent Price just looks like if Frank Sinatra was a real pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Bizarro Sinatra, where Sinatra's like a nice baritone who's smooth and suave, and Vincent Price is just the creepy guy with his goatees. That's a really good Vincent Price. Yeah, I try. Wow. All right. I did not know you had it in your bud. Hell yeah. All right. Oh, uh, oh, before we go, and I forgot to do it. I was going to do the intro uh, as this. All right. Tell me what you think. Uh, well, I'll try it out some other time. Okay. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Horror Vomit. We talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> what do you think? I've been working on my Stone Cold. I think that's an impression that it's really good to have in the bag. Yeah. I think it- you gotta pull your register just tighter a little bit. I know. I, I can't do it as loud as he right. can because you, you you really need to put oomph into Steve yeah. Austin, but it hurts enough doing that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta throw some core in that motherfucker. Yeah, it's like trying to do a Randy Savage that you can do it for about four seconds until you feel like you're. Famous. Yeah, because when you talk like that for any extended period of time, your entire body hurts. Oh, yeah, but he's also got where he slows down. Mm-hmm. He tells you that he's the cream. I was it's the cream of the crop. I was the gonna. The cream always rises to the top. It's enough about Randy, the Macho Man's cream. But I would have slowed down, but my fucking neck tendon is just locked. I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't do that. I would be walking around looking like a lizard all day and shit. <laughs> Permanent injury due to Randy Savage impersonation. <laughs> It's the stupidest injury of all time. Fucking have a podcast injury. I'd be like the only person in the universe. What happened? I hurt myself doing an impression on a podcast. Somebody fucking shoot me. I really fucked my neck up doing the macho man. (laughs) I was trying to do the Slim Jim ad and I fucking pulled something. I pulled my neck up because I was trying to do macho man I mean, oh, good luck me. explaining that to your doctor. A learned doctor who has to look at you and just... I I, I wouldn't... If that's go, all he's got to comment on I when mean, he looks at me... I would not begrudge him for a second an open-hand slap and just walking out of the room. No, I would expect laughter, a clipboard, and six other people. Can you tell them what you just <laughs> told me, please? I, no, 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 no. I need to hear it from your mouth. Please tell these learned gentlemen what you just fucking told me. Because there is definitely damage done, but please, please explain why your x-rays look like... (laughs) Like you just ran your neck through a lawnmower. Uh, never mind their cameras. This is okay. This is just for... This is for our purposes. Go ahead and tell everyone why you have an esophageal tear. (laughs) Go ahead. Do it. Do it, you stupid asshole. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I was trying to get the cream to the top. <laughs> you got to throw in a Miss Elizabeth in there at least once. I'm not doing Miss Elizabeth. Should, oh, shit. We're still recording. Should yeah, we, we are. probably just end up. Uh, <laughs> Now's right. a good time. Bye. Well, yeah. Well, we already dicked the dog on this one. I can't find the. Nope. That's the still record button here. Can't find the button again. Yeah, man. Hey. You know what? One day you find the fucking button, would you, James? I have to find the button every goddamn time. You can find it on my computer. I've been slaving over this computer all day so I could have you a nice warm podcast when you get here. Oh, three seconds. Yeah. All right, this has gone on long.